Happy Friday, everybody. And welcome to another handsome episode of your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today I watched episode two, which is really part two of the season premiere of the sixth season of Mad Men, The Doorway. And normally I hit record and tell you, I just finished watching it. That is not the case. Today, I watched this show about four hours ago, and I didn't get to it. Able, to, I wasn't able to record until now. Um, so, if you think I'm bad at remembering things right when I watch them, get ready for some excitement. Um, here's one thing I'm going to tell you. I am never, I'm not going to do this. That's my sink. That was weird. That was real. That scared me. Um, okay, back to actual talking. Um, so, last season, I did "quote unquote" a double episode where I took part one and part two of season five of the season five opener and did it in one long episode, and that felt like two distinct episodes. Where this did not. Going back and watching the second part of this episode, I actually regret that I waited a week. I wish I did the whole thing in one night. I think I could have. Um, I think that it was like this felt very much like part two of what I just watched. To the point where um, like a lot of the stories just continued what we saw before. I mean, there were new things, but it was... It really was more of a continuation, more of a free-flowing thing. So, I'm assuming the uh, seventh and final season opens the same way, and it might close the same way with a double episode. And I promise, I'm going to keep those all together in one long, handsome episode. Now, before we get any further, I noticed last week that I did get a voicemail message from my best friend, Raphael. And I noticed this after the fact, after I did the first half, and I thought, oh my God, I completely forgot. I didn't see it. Oh no. How do I tell him that I, that I, I didn't mean to, to, to leave him out? Well, it's good actually, because this is the same episode and some of the stuff he talked about, most of the stuff he talked about, I think was in this part of the episode. So I'm glad that I didn't see it until now so that I can put it in this episode. And in fact, we're going to take a moment to hear a word from our sponsor and then hear a word from my man, Raphael. Hey, you're talking about the episode of called The Doorway, first episode of the season. Um, I want to say that I really didn't get a lot out of it. It's really not one of my favorites. A few things that I liked about it, though, was um, when Don made the pitch in regards to the hotel um, client based on his trip in Hawaii. Yeah, his mock-up or his pitch gave the impression about someone just walking into the ocean and never coming back. Um, selling kind of suicide and death is what everybody got out of it. Um, Roger made a good note. He said, we spent 25 years trying to get people to forget about death, not selling it and referring to Lucky Strike, their old client. So I thought this was a uh, really good line from Roger. Roger kind of reminded him that through their experience selling cigarettes, uh, the last thing we want consumers to think about is death. So I thought that was a really good piece of writing there. Um, one thing I liked about this is that you can kind of see John's subconscious almost bleeding into his work now. Um, his own personal feelings, what he felt during his time there. So I thought that was indicative of that. He's now not able or he's slipping and corralling his own personal feelings, his own subconscious feelings with what, how he really feels outside of his uh, work, into his production. And one last thing, I liked uh, the dynamic that Stan had with Peggy. They're still very much good friends. They still keep in contact, and you start to see an interest in Pam, uh, in Pam, an interest in Peggy, 
uh, towards the superior man. Excellent points as always, my friend. Uh, yes, the, the, the stuff about um, Lucky Strike, all that, um, the death stuff, a lot of death in this episode. Uh, very much um, want to touch on all of that as we go through. But I, as, as I'm doing this season, I'm taking a more linear approach. I'm actually, I have it in front of me on Netflix and I'm actually kind of just looking at the thumbnail of what is happening to remind me what is happening and prompting me to talk. That's my dog dreaming. Can you hear that? That was weird too. Um, so, you hear that? Come on, that's cute. That is cute. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. So, it's funny. The episode opened up and Don's in bed. And the big thing is Megan uh, is getting more work at her uh, job. She's becoming a big TV star. She's got like, they want her in all week this week to do more on the show. And uh, Don's getting up, getting ready for work. And one thing I notice is Don's wearing pajamas. And I, I feel like, do people still, do men still wear pajamas? That's just a question. I, I, th- I you know, I do have pajama pants and I'll, th- I'll wear a t-shirt. Like, or I'll wear a tank top. Or I'll wear, well, I'm not going to even go any further. But I will wear pants or shorts. But I don't have like nice blue collared pajamas that I had when I was a kid. But I have very big memories of my grandfather wearing pajamas. Uh, So I guess I wonder if that's another sign of the times. He gets out of bed and the first thing he sees is that lighter from uh, PFC Tink Dinkins. And I'm like, oh man, he's still thinking about that lighter. Except for the fact that this was all one long episode and it just he was just looking at the lighter a couple minutes before. See, this is why I don't want to do this. I'm not going to split it up into two different weeks anymore. Um, he takes the lighter, he throws it in the garbage. We go over to our friend Betty, Draba Francis, Francis, and uh, all she cares about is that little that girl, the virtuoso, the girl that I still am not sure what she um, was doing there. I thought she was just um, Sally's friend. But Sally doesn't even seem interested in it anymore. Sally thinks she's stuck up and uh, said that she left for Juliet early. And Betty's like, what? What's, why would she do that? Because Betty knows that girl really didn't get into Juilliard. I have to warn you, we go off on a Betty tangent, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to care about. I don't know why I care about this girl. I don't know why. I care about Betty going to hang out with vagrants and making, um, a, I'm going to guess it was called hobo stew or homeless person stew or a vagrant stew. I don't know what any of that was, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So it's, it's um, so Betty knows that this girl has gone off to New York to live um, because she thinks she can make it big. I don't know as a starving artist or something like that. I don't know. But um, the nice thing is, the, oh, and she's like, she says to Sally, what are you eating? And or didn't you eat already? And Sally's like, I didn't know you were counting my meals. Uh, Sally, I am loving more and more every time, uh, every time I see her. And, uh, you know, Betty has this photo of the two girls and she's going to take that photo and she's going to do something about it. She's not just going to rest on her laurels. Um, meanwhile, Don is in his, in a suit while sitting there in the morning, already drinking. Now I feel like, is this all connected to, um, because you, I have to connect this, this to last week. I should have watched this all at once. Don's already drinking before he goes to a funeral. Is it facing death? Is it the fact that, um, he's thinking about that young, uh, Dinkins who might be, you know, back at war, dead. Is he thinking about Adam, his brother, uh, that he was thinking about a lot last week um, after uh, Lane committed suicide? Is that is it all kind of drawing together? Is it all becoming too much for 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 Mr. Don Draper? Um, you know, he he's why is he drinking? He's not going to work. Guess where he's going? He's going to a funeral. Whose funeral? 
Roger's mother died, remember? So this is Roger kind of uh, being at his best, where he's just whining and dining and just like charming older people, charming younger people. He's just being charming. But he's surrounded by a lot of older women who are just like fawning over him and they're like, I want to talk. And they're saying, oh, you're, you, you know, your mother loved you. You haven't changed. You're so handsome. And uh, Jane shows up and kind of rescues him. And it was just nice of – he was happy to see her. She talked about, um, uh, you know, I have um, your grandmother – your mother's ring. Do you want it back? He's like, no, no. He goes, you know, I don't know if she wants it. He goes, we already buried her. He goes, no, um, maybe she want to be buried with it. He's like, no, we've already burned – I think they said they already burned her up. And uh, anyway, they steal those things. Um and then he sees his ex-wife show up with his daughter and I think her son-in-law and who shows up with them, but uh, his, her boyfriend, I'm guessing, this dude that um, he does not seem to like. A um, couple guys from work show up. Uh, we see Harry with more hair and, and Ken and we see uh, Pete show up. No, no Pete creepiness. Pete's just like his normal phony smarmy self. Um, like you know, he's very much always smiling like this, and he's always talking like this. And he's like, "Hey, Don, how are you doing?" And blah 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 blah. blah. How are you feeling today? Like it always is. Like how does a human act? I will act how I think a human is supposed to act. I am Peter Campbell. I want a pool, and now I want uh, my own apartment. And somebody. From like work, oh, they show up with um, some guy shows up with like a meat tray, and Roger's all pissed off. He's like, "What the hell is this? We didn't. Nobody ordered this." And Ken's like, "Oh, that's from us at work." And it was a, it was under a different name. It didn't make any sense. I didn't understand what it was, but Ken was a little annoyed by it. And I thought that is that wouldn't just happen. Something's going to come up with that later, and it does. Um. Meanwhile, Rod, uh, Don shows up, and Ken, for some reason, just starts asking, Hey, Pete, is your mother alive? Hey, uh, Don, is your mother alive? And Don's mother died in childbirth. But it's just an odd thing to ask. Um, and Don was already three sheets to the wind. That's that's a saying, right? And he, um, you know, all of a sudden, this old woman shows up and says, I want to talk. She They wheel her up. He goes, wheel, wheel yourself up here. And she says some nice things about uh, Roger and about how the son is like she was the most important thing to him. After her, her Roger died, she was the only man in her life. And we said, you should remarry. And she says, I have everything I need with Roger. This is an old woman telling the story. And every time they showed Don, he was like, mm. every, he was just looked like he was getting more bothered and more bothered. And it wasn't that he was getting bothered, it's that he was getting liquored, liquored up to that point where he threw up all over the place. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He throws up and um, Harry and Ken and Pete all just kind of escort him out of there. And at the same time, they're probably thinking, good, I can leave the wedding. I can leave the funeral now. Um, I remember a hundred years ago, uh, we were at a wedding and we weren't married yet. But uh, my wife and I were at a wedding, and a um, like a, a waiter dropped a dessert dish, and it broke, and a shot of glass landed on my wife's thumb, and sliced it open. I mean, gave it a good gash. This is the luck she has, and we're like, boom, 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 let's get out of here. And and I remember a couple of the, like we were, it was like my parents' friends wedding and they were older and we were young and we didn't know anybody there we had a couple of our friends and everyone was like can we go <laughs> a few of them were like can we go can we go they wanted to get um they wanted to leave too i was like see you later guys and i remember i was like all right let's go i mean she needed some stitches she was fine but i also got to leave the wedding early so there was you know it wasn't too bad uh there were some good sides to it is what i'm trying to say uh after don leaves um roger confronts he, roger is at this point, he's just pissed off. He's pissed off probably because Don threw up. He's pissed off. He, he's upset that his mother died, even though he's trying his best not to show it. And um, he is... Uh, who's he going to take it out on? He's going to take it on his ex-wife 
and that boyfriend is showing up with him. He's like, you shouldn't be here. This is for family. You shouldn't be here. And it's for, you know, it's my funeral, he says. Uh, he yells at his daughter. He yells at, the, at, his, at his ex-wife. And he just trud- trudges off. That's a word. He, trud- he just gets, he leaves the room. What I forgot to mention is um, Roger's daughter came up and said something earlier to Roger. Um, and Harry and Pete and Ken were there. And Harry is a goddamn creep. Let's not forget, Harry, you a creep. Um, he said, he's like, oh, she's, she's up to all sorts of trouble. And, and even Pete was like, are you ever not, like, thinking these things? And this is Pete. Pete, the guy who tried to pick up a girl at a driver's ed class, is saying this. I guess maybe Harry's like the one you think is the nerdy one, like the nice, the nicest nerdy one, and he's probably the creepiest one of them all. I still like Ken. I have no issues with Ken yet. He um, he's a pro, and he seems to be above board. And he writes science fiction, so how can he how could he go wrong? We actually, for a moment, cut over to, I don't know where the hell we are. I don't know if this is like supposed to be the Bronx in the 60s. I mean, it is like a rundown area in the city. And who's there but innocent old Betty holding a photo just saying, have you seen this girl? Now, I don't remember. Obviously, the girl said, this is why I should have watched it all in one night. The girl probably said where she would go um, because for some reason, Betty just goes to this area. And knows this area enough to be like, I've checked in all these buildings. Have you seen this girl? Have you seen this girl? I'm like, this is a whole city and you know exactly this one block where she'd be. So it must have been brought up. Um, because she ends up following these guys into this building. He's like, you can, you know, it's unlocked. You can come in if you want. Um, so that was a little weird. But um, while that's going on, at the same time, uh, Roger who never stops being Roger Sterling. He is um, he's in his bedroom with all the coats because that's where be- coats go. They go in the bedroom when families get together. And his ex-wife shows up, and I want to say Margot, but it's not. I forget. Um, I, I forget. And um, she just checks on him because she is an adult, and she knows him more than anybody. And she's like, you know, um, I shouldn't have brought him. You're right. I understand. And at that moment, Roger gets flirty and says, we should, you know, why don't we lie down together? <laughs> and um, the last time we were on this bed with fur, you know, he's, he's trying. He's always trying. Always the salesman. Um, and she's like, I'm going to go clean up. But she doesn't. It's funny. She doesn't get mad at him. She's kind of over him. And she just kind of shakes her head like, Roger. Oh, Roger. Uh, Meanwhile, back at Don's house, we're really seeing a lot of his doorman this year. I mean, this is like this doorman is a major character all of a sudden. Uh, The boys bring him home. It's it's the three guys from work. He is lit out of his skull. And uh, the doorman's like, I didn't see nothing. Don't worry about it. And Don's like, no, no, what did you see when you died? See, Don, maybe the death of Roger's mother and the thought of this guy dying and the thought of thinking and the thought about Adam all this time and Lane, all this death that's happening. And now his doorman almost died. And he's like, what did you see? What did you see? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't really see anything. I don't really like to think about it. It's like, maybe I saw, he's like, maybe I saw a light. It's like, oh, that's great. So that I assume is, you know, I assume Don is becoming consumed with death because he's getting older and um, I, I don't know. It's just a lot of death's been happening around him. It's a very death-centric episode and we're not even done with the deaths. Um, we go back to Betty and she's in that house. And I, I, you know what? I don't even... It's like I'm not even going to spend that much more time on the Betty story. Let's just get it all out of the way right now. She goes into this house and for some reason, these guys, you know, she's looking around for the her, this girl. She doesn't see them. She doesn't find her, but she does find the violin. So she's like, look, this girl that I know had this violin. She's obviously been here. And um, the guy's like, hey. Um, and she overhears these guys talking about food. 
and they got they bought this and stole this and have this and they don't have water so they get snow off the ceiling to make some kind of stew and for some reason betty just felt the need to help them and i guess help them cook a little uh and she really wanted to wait on this girl so later this guy shows up and he gives her a hard time he grabs her wallet doesn't steal anything but says this is who you are and this is where you live and you don't care about us nobody cares about us we we're the people that are left over and you and your blue eyes and your bottled hair color and blah 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 you know like really giving it to her like you don't you don't even care about your daughter and it's not even her daughter but they keep thinking it is um you know she's not here she sold this she sold me that thing for 10 bucks or he, he she sold me that thing and he's like, I'll sell it back to you for 10 bucks. She goes, it's not yours. I don't believe you. And she leaves with it. But then she puts it down and just leaves. And maybe she's given up on them. I don't know. But um, later on in the episode, uh, Sally's talking to Henry about like doing something for New Year's Eve. She wants to go do something with her friends. Um, oh, wait. And Sally later, uh, I forgot. Sally did see her come um, come home that night, but really didn't like. She's like, "Oh, I'll I'll talk to you later" or something like that. I don't know. I don't care. It really, wasn't anything important that happened or anything interesting. It's just like, um, you know, the big thing that happened out of all this is is that she colored her hair or got rid of her hair color. Is there natural hair? I don't know. Bobby says, I hate it. You're ugly and leaves. And that's a mean thing to say. But I remember my dad always had a beard growing up. And uh, one day I walk in and he shaved his beard completely. And I freaked. I started crying because it did not look like my dad at all. Um, and so it's like a big change like that, especially for a little kid, is jarring. And it's going to throw you for a loop because it's not the, you know, it's not the who you thought it was. Does that make sense? So, you know, seeing that for the little kid uh, really wasn't a big deal. And I think Sally was more like, what did you do? And Henry was, uh, Henry was like, uh, Elizabeth, wait a minute, I haven't, Elizabeth Taylor, what have you done with my wife? Man, I, I think I've lost it. He hasn't talked enough. He hasn't done enough. Um, he saw her, oh, when she came home that night, she wanted to talk to, to Sally Sally was like, I'll talk to you late, close the door. She, you know, Henry was like, where have you, where have you been? And she's like, oh, I ran errands and she ripped her coat. He's like, oh, we got to get you to do one of those coats. It wasn't like, and I wanted her to be like, remember the girl I joked about you raping? Well, I went to look for her. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little weird back, uh, uh, beds. I don't know. I think that's the end of their story. And I don't care because I don't care. Like none of that mattered. There's a, there's some, like, there were some weird things that happened in this episode. Um, there was a moment where, uh, Roger's daughter came back and this was that kind of after everyone clean was cleaning up. Um, and it was this is an awkward thing, but I'm assuming this will lead to something bigger where she was asking if, if, um, the grandmother left or anything. He's like, she left everything. He said, she left everything to the zoo. She's going to make them name the animals. Um, and she was more interested in money, I think. Oh, excuse me. But so she kind of came to Roger at this moment when he's pretty um, vulnerable. Um, and she says, you know, I'd like to, uh, I have this idea. Or her husband has an idea, of, uh, but she came to him first. But investing in refrigerated trucks to move uh, um, to move vegetables and fruits, which actually is you know a huge thing. But I, I wonder if it was a brand new thing then. Refrigeration is the future, um, and he he wasn't open to it. But he wanted information. He wanted more. Uh, he was open to listening, but he wanted actual paperwork and data and and an actual plan. And she wanted the boyfriend was. And I kept keep forgetting her name. His name. It was an odd name. Um, the husband, I mean, uh, and he's like, uh, he wants him to talk to him, but she's like, yes, daddy, thank you. Blah, 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 blah. And he, the only thing he gave her was water from the Jordan river that they were both baptized in. Uh, so that, that was kind of cool. I thought it was going to fall over and break. Um, 
But you know, that was at least the end of Roger's, it's not the end of Roger, but the end of Roger's uh, funeral story. Um, Don has been home sick at bed, really didn't, um, you know, he just kind of slept it off. And um, Megan came home from work and um, her big thing is that she found, oh, the Housekeeper found the lighter in the trash, and she was afraid it, it must have fallen in there. I didn't want you to th- think he st- that she stole it. So he can't get rid of that friggin' lighter. He wants to get rid of it now, and it keeps haunting him. It keeps coming back. keeps thinking about, keeps bringing back um, the the that young officer, and it keeps bringing back his brother. I think it all comes back to his brother. It all comes back to him being in the Army, all, the, the real Don Draper dying, all the things... That just his life in the past and, and these things are um, just kind of getting back to him and um, making him drink to the point of throwing up at a funeral in the morning, which is really, you know, not not ideal. We do get to see Peggy working in this episode and doing uh, what she does best. And she's, you know, in the office. She's got her her team there. She's got her boyfriend there using the actual headphones. And the team that, she, you know, she calls them on slacking. She gives them a sandwich and says, look, you're going to need this because you're going to be staying late tonight. Um, it's all about the headphones. All about the headphones and the fact that, you know, they can't run the Super Bowl ad about lend me your ears, that they all shot and everything because of the whole thing with Vietnam. But, you know, she does get this great idea because she's just watching her boyfriend use the headphones. He's just standing there and he's just using them and his head's bobbing around and he's enjoying himself. And that seemed to spark some inspiration um, for him. Now, in the office, we get we do get some office stuff. So uh, we get Don showing up for work and giving that letter to his Don, his secretary, and being like, maybe you can get this to the army so we can get back to this guy. I'm fearing that we're going to find out that the lighter's going to come back and he was killed in combat. That's just what I'm worried. Or it's, somehow it's going to get back to Don because why wouldn't he just take this lighter and throw it in some other garbage? Something is going to happen with this. It's not over yet. Um, Roger, we do see Roger in... I'm jumping around because this is, because I'm going through linearly as much as I can even though I took uh, Betty and kind of shoved to the side. Um, Roger's in his um, in his psych- psychiatrist's office talking about his mother. And ba- again, he's saying, I don't feel anything. I keep telling you, I don't feel anything. His big thing is, I don't feel anything, which is 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 bull. It's, it's obviously bull, and we're going to see that. Um, so earlier, way back uh, when I was talking about the funeral, there was uh, a tray of food that showed up from some catering company. Um, and Ken knew exactly what it was. You could see Ken knew what it was. And he shows up in the office and he goes to that guy, Bob, this new guy, Bob. I love shows like this. I talk about it all the time where it's not like, hi, I'm Bob. I'm the new guy. I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. There's just a new guy there. His name is Bob. And they know him because they've been working for him, with him for a while. But um, he's working in the office and Ken's like, you know, what are you doing? Uh, how, how's the catering job going? Catering. He's like, what are you talking about? And he calls him out saying you weren't you know you shouldn't have done that it was inappropriate you weren't invited and it looked bad and you shouldn't be working out here in the office i know it makes you look busy but it's actually actually the opposite um which i thought was pretty cool uh ken just laying down the lot not you know being a bit of a dick but not being like a monster or anything like that and bob was just like huh oh yeah i guess i gotta go work on my paperwork they just kind of um skadoodles away we don't know much about bob we just seen him in the in the um give a coffee to Don and um, we see him kind of just now. It's really, this is the first episode. I mean, second, oh man, this is just throws me off doing that. What I did. Um, but uh, it's the first time we really have seen Bob. Already. Now there is a client in, in the office today. It's the hotel folk and Oh, is that air conditioning that went on. It's not that warm. Um, probably maybe a heater. Anyway, uh, 
No, it's the refrigerator right behind me. So the, it's the hotel folk, and they're there to see, um, you know, John was talking about Hawaii and how he was wined and dined and how he was shown such a great time. But it wasn't just um, the hotel that was being sold. It wasn't the resort. It wasn't Hawaii. It wasn't any of it. It was the experience. It was like he didn't, he, he missed nothing. He didn't miss home. He, did, he wasn't homesick. It was all about just how it made you feel. It changed him. That's how we talked about this. And, you know, they presented them with this really artsy-fartsy um, thing of, it was like the, the tagline was Hawaii, um, the jumping off point or something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to look at it right now. Uh, and it's, it was a coat. It was a suit with footprints in the sand. I was first. I thought, is that footprints on the on the plane wing? That would be bad. And water in the background. Um, and it's like, look, this guy. First thing he did was get to Hawaii, take off his his outfit, take off his shoes, his, his outfit, take off his clothes, his shoes, and go right in the water and relax. And the two guys were like, they didn't see that at all. They're, they're like, what happened to the guy? Sounds like he killed himself. It was all it was all pointing to to them. To this guy, like, oh, it was in that movie where the guy took off all his clothes and walked into the ocean. They didn't show him die, but that's what that's what they that's what he was doing, and um, that's what it made them feel like. It made them feel bad. And Don was like, "Well, how you get to, you go to heaven, and what's more, heaven? You know, it, you, everyone wants to go to heaven, but how do you get there? It's not." He kept trying to make it work. Um, that like you know, Hawaii is a heavenly experience. Maybe the guy did die, and this is his heaven. Uh, it didn't, and they were like, well, where's Diamond Head, and where's our hotel? And he's like, everyone could do that. Um, I don't know if Don's, I don't know if I love this idea to begin with. Um, his explanation was great when he was selling it, uh, and Pete's got a smarmy look on his face always, but I don't know if um, if this one, like, once he talked, to, once he kept trying to sell it, I was like, I don't know. Um, but they, you know, they were like, well, we, we'll, we'll keep, you know, going at it, they were still happy with them. Um, and they're like, you know, we could put Diamond Head in there. We can move the camera up a little, you know, 45 degree angle and get some of the hotel and some of the, uh, some of the, uh, mountain in there. Oh, excuse me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't think they were too, too pleased with it. And this is what Raphael was talking about. So they leave and, uh, Don was a little, uh, argumentative with them, but once they leave, he's like, does it make you think of death? And Stan's like, yeah, that's what's so cool about it. Um, of course it does. That, that's what he liked about it. Uh, and Roger, that's when Roger talked about, you know, with our last clients, we actually sold death, death for 25 years and we tried to, you know, we actually tried to avoid talking about it. Um, so, you know, a lot of death, more death talked about in this episode and, uh, from, from the beginning all the way to the end. Um, death, death, death. So... Uh, the next scene we see back in the, in the studio uh, is Roger goes out, goes back to her secretary, and she's like, I have some more bad news. Um, Giorgio, I think she said the name was, it's the guy who signed the shoes, shine his shoes, he passed away. Uh, and the family, there is no family. The family said, you're the, the only one who kept calling about him. So they wanted to, there was family. You kept calling and asking about him. So they wanted to send you his shoe shine kit. And, you know, he takes the shoe shine kit goes into his office, closes the door, looks at the, um, you know, the kid takes out a brush, looks at it. I thought he was going to shine his shoes as a remembrance. And he just starts breaking down and crying. He's not crying about Giorgio, okay? He's crying about his mother. It's just affecting him. He's just realizing it now. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a little story. Uh, so my grandmother died, my gosh, almost over five years ago. Uh, and I remember... You know, she was she was older. You know, she lived a long life. It wasn't a sudden thing. It was, you know, but it was awful. It was still sad, all these things. Um, but I don't think I ever broke down and cried. And this is going to be really bad when you hear this. I'm watching wrestling one night, and there's a tribute to this woman who died. Uh, and she was about the same age. You know, she was this 90-year-old woman who was in wrestling for 60-something years. She was, she was still part of it all the way to the end. She was this fun old lady. And she just said something, you know, and it was like this music playing. 
And I remember going to the other room to like talk to my wife and be like, and then all of a sudden I just started crying. And I'm like, and it, had, and it had nothing to do with a freaking wrestling show. It was just the fact that it just reminded me of my grandmother and the fact that my grandmother was gone. And, uh, you know, this shoeshine guy, just being an older dude, just dying right after his mother's funeral, just made him think of his mother and his mother dying. And it was just, uh, you know, he kept being defensive. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. Bullshit, Roger Sterling. You do feel. And you're sad. And he said something about, you know, like, um, I've done everything now. Like, he's, he's had both parents die. He's, you know, he has nothing left to, like, close the door on except, uh, you know, in front of him. All the, Everyone's younger than him now. And it's just like he just has, you know, nothing else to do now. Um, so that was interesting. But he has no feelings, he said, which obviously... Our lies. Now we get to the last part of this show for Dawn. There's actually two little parts. So why don't we go back to Peggy first? Um, so Peggy is on the phone with Stan. And this uh, Raphael was talking about, too, that Peggy and Stan are still keeping uh, incommunicado. That, that, is that right? They're, keeping, they're, they're still talking to each other on the phone. And that's fun because you can see they you know, Stan really started off as really pompous and he could still be pompous, but you could see there's a respect between them and a friendship between them. And they're, you know, they're still talking and it's, and it's just lighthearted banter. You know what I mean? It's not like um, a, a man and a woman being untoward each other. It's just being friends, uh, professional colleagues and talking about their, the jobs and stuff they're doing. And um, while He's doing that. He's like, I, he goes, I got to go get a cup of coffee. Don't hang up. Um, and he leaves the phone. Her boss shows up, the new guy. That's the one she kept calling and calling last week about the headphones. But he was off on some religious, um, uh, he was off on some, you know, retreat with his, with his wife. So he couldn't get to her in time. But he heard that there were people in the office on New Year's Eve. So he thought he should stop in at least and say hi. And she's like, oh, um, you know, I want to I let you know that I think I have an idea. And she found some footage of the guy in the toga uh, for the commercial, um, really close up, where you don't see the toga, you don't see that it's Roman at all. And it was kind of B-roll while they were filming, he, while they were getting ready, he was just kind of goofing around. And she was angry with him at the time, but now she's looking at it, realizing this is perfect, this is something we could use. And she had some lines about it, you know, you can, um, it, it sounds so good, you can see it. Um, and that was going to be the idea for the commercial. And the, jo- the boss is like, you know, you're really good at this. This is great. Um, she's like, oh, thank you. He's like, she goes, now, you came up with this? Why are there still people working here? Oh, they can leave whenever they want. He's like, no, they can't. He needed to tell her, Peggy, don't forget, you're the boss. They can't, they're not just going to leave unless you tell them. And she's like, oh. And he's like, happy new year. He heads off. And then you hear Stan in the background going, he likes you, which was really funny. Um, just that she, that he, you know, just, you know, being the fun friend that they, that he, uh, that he is. Um, but she was really pleased, I think. And I think she's so far very happy with, um, the decision she made. It was a cool thing where at one point, uh, her boyfriend's there. He's like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm doing a, a trick that Don would, um, do from time to time where I'm writing a letter to, uh, an acquaintance telling him how great these headphones are. And it just ways to spark ideas, a ways to spark, um, you know, thoughts and, and, and ideas about, about a product. Um, now we get to the end of the episode, which is, it's tough for me to understand what the hell I just saw. So there's the doctor and his wife and his wife is played by Linda Cardellini, who you've seen in many things from the, from, uh, was she on, not house, was she on house on haunted hill? No, no, she was on Bloodline. She's been in a million things. ER, the Avengers movies. Uh, but I didn't know she was in this. I had no idea. And it took me a moment because they just, she just looks different. Um, and I was like, what, what, is, what is she doing on this show? Oh, oh, she's the doctor's wife. And I feel like she's too young to be this doctor's wife. Um, I still think of her as Freaks and Geeks. What are you, what are you doing here? And they're just kind of having fun, gossipy neighborly um, New Year's Eve party. There's three couples there 
and um, you know they're gossiping and then they're drinking and then Don wants to take oh and one of the girl, women flirts with Don a little bit and then it's like let's take a trip to Hawaii and they take the slide reel out now if you don't know this and I remember this as a kid now nowadays if someone goes on vacation they'll take their photos they'll stick them up on Facebook if you want to see them you want to look at them there they are um, or they'll throw them on Instagram or something like that but as a kid if my parents or grandparents went on vacation, um, they would get all these photos. Then they'd get them developed. Then they'd also say, please print out all these slides. So they'd get all these slides developed. These little cards, people. People, I guess if, if you're old enough to appreciate Mad Men, you know what a slide is, right? And set up the screen. And I remember this in the house of putting on the slides and watching, seeing the photos. Oh, look, there's Nana and Grandpa. At the, they're going to the Grand Canyon. Oh, cool. Oh, there they are again, also at the Grand Canyon. And these pictures looked legit. It was like, um, you know, just like uh, Don and Megan posing, uh, different pictures of, the, of like the scenery. It just reminded me of photos you actually see. But you'd make friends sit through these things like, wow, look at these things, where you would never do that today. You know, I mean... Maybe you'd be like, hey, you know, I, I shouldn't say that because my, my, my friends went to Florida once and they showed me, they, they made this cool album. I'm like, check this album out I made. It. Okay, I'll look at it. Um, but like a slideshow, maybe it's just a slice of the sign of the times, a slice of, slice of the times. I don't know, whatever. Um, but one of the photos was Don being part of the wedding. And Don was like, whoa. And, and Megan's like, oh, yeah, I saw this. I came out one day, and he was giving away the bride. It's crazy. And they're like, how did that happen? And Don didn't even answer. He just, he just smiled and just kept clicking away at it. And, uh, and then at one point, and they're drinking. And then later on, you know, there's only two couples there. It's the doctor and, and the good doctor, I'll call him, and Megan and Don. And then the phone rings at 1 a.m., and it's the paging service of the hospital um, asking for the doctor to, you know, he has to go in. He's needed for something, emergency. Megan's like, it's 1 a.m. and it's snowing. How are you going to get there? They, Don's like, I'll walk you out. They go down into storage and they get cross-country, country, that didn't come out right, cross-country skis. There, say that five times without sounding like a son of a bee. And, you know, they're talking, they're just kind of, you know, shooting the breeze and Don said something like, uh, how do you deal with, you know, the death? And Don's like, the doctor's like, you know, the life and death part doesn't really bother me. You know, it's kind of what we do. And Don's like, what do you mean what we do? He's like, you, you make people, um, you have to, I don't, what was it he said? He goes, um, I try not to think about the death or I answer the questions that you don't have. It was a really good line. I don't remember what he said. It was like. Um, you know, you think about the things that other people, that people want to think about. And I think about the things that people don't want to think about. Something like that. I don't know. But um, it was it was well said. And then the doctor um, was like, you know, okay, you know, uh, Happy New Year. And he, um, he, he just see him look in the at, at Don and kind of shuffle away. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny now if you just saw like a truck like, and the doctor's gone. Um but instead, we see Don creeping um, back into, the, you know, he's in the building. He's in like a silhouette. And I'm like, what is going on? Why are we still seeing Don? Where is he going? He's going to some room, knocks on the door, and who's there but the doctor's wife? And I, I like, I'm watching on my laptop while my wife is watching something else on TV, and I just went, what? Like, what? I thought Don what is this this came out of the blue so this has been going on for some time um obviously they you know um to the point where don's like i don't want to do this anymore and she's like yeah but they did it and don went to linda cardellini she's got a big mole on her face um that mole is like not there normally so that's new uh, and believe me i love linda cardellini but you have megan draper you have your wife don what the f are you doing um, and like, I mean, he, we, we got the old Don back, the old Don that we, you know, at the end of last season where, um, he's walking away from Megan about to be this big actress 
and he knows it. And these two women are at a bar, and she's like, are you single or something? And he has this look like, dun, 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 dun. well, now I'm thinking that he took those women up on their offer, and he done had sex with them. Because he's having sex with Mrs. Doctor now, which is just maddening to me. I can't believe, like, I thought Don was better. I thought he got what he wanted. He hasn't, he, 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 he got the divorce, but then he had the girlfriend. He had the other girlfriend. He slept with the secretary. He, he went on vacation with the secretary, slept with that secretary, married that secretary, left the other woman, and now he's sleeping with the neighbor. Don Draper. Every time I think you've found yourself or, you know, you've, you've made some existential, um, like, achievement where you've, you've gotten better, you go and pull something like this, you son of a bee. Um, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I feel like I've, I mean, I think that's it. That's how the episode ended. Oh, no. He went back um, to bed Megan's falling asleep with her script, and I think she said Happy New Year, and Don's sitting there. Now he's in his white t-shirt. He's not in his pajamas now. As credits roll, and the end of the episode, uh, and it's the big, the season six has kicked off. It took us two weeks to get through it, but we did it. And um, what is going to happen this season? You know, is is Peggy going to he- end up with her with her um, new boss? Could that actually happen? Um, it's like, I like that they were talking. They were talking about the rumor of Joan and Roger sleeping together. We all know it happened. They're, Peggy's like, I don't even know if that ever happened. Um, it's amazing. I don't. I'm trying to think. Did you know the Pete stuff? Did anything Pete happen? Or did it happen last week? You know, like I don't want to think about. You know, I'm going to separate last week and just focus on this week's this half of the episode. Um, Pete was barely in it. He was there to help dunk drunk. Don, uh, Harry was there to be a pervert and to help drunk Don. Ken was there to get angry at Bob for bringing food and help drunk Don. Roger uh, is, you know, finally feeling something. It took his shoe shine guy to die for him to feel something, but he's feeling it. And who knows what his daughter is up to with this refrigeration? Um, maybe she'll go through Vance refrigeration, but uh, I don't. I don't know. I feel like none of that is just going to happen and go away. These things are brought up for a reason. These things are part of a larger story. Betty has black hair now. I, I suppose I'm supposed to care. There's a girl out there that she really wanted to help and connect with because I guess it reminded of herself. But you have a daughter at home who is much smarter and has a better head on her shoulders than you. Um... So spend some time with her. Um, I think that's it. And, you know, Don, 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 Dirty Don again. Dirty, Dirty Don. I was talking about um, to the other night. I went out to watch Monday Night Football, and this guy there, he's on season three of uh, uh, Mad Men, how good it is. And I'm like, oh, Don, he just, I go, he just goes. If you, every time they introduce a new woman, I think, oh, when is Don going to sleep with her? But I felt like that ended. I thought that ended with Megan it did not we've met a new person and you and I thought they yeah they couldn't just they're not gonna bring Linda Carlini in for five minutes like this isn't you know years and years ago she's not complete unknown um and she's not she's there to be Don's new lady Mrs. Doctor doing it with the Draper while Megan is getting more work and asked in you know getting more successful she had to push someone down the stairs People aren't going to like her, but she's still doing more work. She's some famous actress. Um, and I think, I think I covered everything in this episode. What say you? Thank you again, Raphael, for, um, for your message. Anytime you guys want to leave a voicemail message, you can do that. Just go to uh, the show notes on this episode. You'll see a link. and It'll bring you right there. You don't even need the app. If you have the Anchor app, it's easy. Uh, but you don't even need the app. You can, there's a link right there and you can do it right through your phone or through your computer. No phone number to call. Um, it's just, and if you, if you want uh, more info, you go to anchor.fm slash made man. Now this podcast is made through anchor as you've heard already multiple times today. Um, but the website that we live on is fansnotexperts.com. So go there to find this podcast and many other, uh, podcasts, a lot of them sounding like my voice. 
And the most important thing that I could ask you to do, well, there's two things. Number one, subscribe if you're not subscribed already. And I don't even know if iTunes is a thing anymore. I was going to say leave an iTunes review. I don't know how that works. Or Apple Podcast Review, I guess. Or any podcast. If there's a place where you could review a podcast, if you could review our podcast, I would, um, I would thank you very much. And if you're on Twitter, throw us a follow. It's free. Made Man Pod on Twitter. That's it. You'll even see there's a short video of me. All I'm saying is happy Friday. And I shot that earlier today um, so that it was officially Friday. But uh, that's it. That's it, my friends. We've done it. We're in the sixth sixth season. Sixth season. We got five down. We got two to go. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. This is where I realize I've run out of things to say. My friends, it's come to that time where I want to take my normal speaking voice, which is, you know, not low, not deep, and I want to bring it down. Downwards, more, um, I want to say, sensual? I don't know if that would be right. I've, my wife's never asked me to speak like this, and I don't think she'd like it if I did. But I want to thank you, my friends, for listening. Because... I'm on a journey, a seven-part journey, and we are embarking on part six of this seven-part journey. So, my friends, I say happy Friday, and until next week, I want to thank you for coming along with me as I strive to become a made man. Fans not experts.